Orale! Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP Podcast. This is your host, Jorge Martin Familia. It is a Super Bowl! Super Bowl week! Estamos aquí! The time has come. It's, it, it's, you know what? Everything has been building to this. Chiefs Kingdom, Fly Eagles Fly. You guys are going to collision course. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I, but first off, I really hope you're liking and subscribing us on YouTube because we are live, alive, and I can't wait to get into our, our guest. But first off, I want to make sure this is the best time. You go to fantasypoints.com, you get 30% off between now and Super Bowl Sunday. No promo code necessary, nothing. You just put in, you get 30% off and you get all the best of the best. I mean, John Hansen, Joe Dolan, our invitado de lujo. We're going to we're gonna be talking about in a second. Scott Barrett, Graham Barfield, Wes Huber, best of the best. You're, you're going to see, you've seen my stuff in there. I mean, I, I feel so honored to get my, my name in there, but Familia, just keep making sure, get that, get that uh, subscription. And uh, Familia, I'm just telling you right now, it, it's, I'm so honored to have this guest. I mean, just uh, someone that I, I got, to, you know, as I told, as I've told you guys many times, I love to chop it up with some of the smartest people in the fantasy industry, and this is definitely one of them. And for the biggest game of the year, and when it comes to good people, familia, it's a plus. And I found out uh, firsthand in Ohio when I was in Canton for the Fantasy Football Expo. This is this guy is un, un primo primo person, but uh, and there's a rumor going around that he took second place in a Mr. Nice Guy contest behind that Pittsburgh legend, Mr. Rogers. So I'm going to find out if that's for real, but he's el hombre when it comes to betting analysis over fantasy points and his fantasy takes are as good as it gets. Somehow he got the nickname grinder and I want to find out. How, uh, and I wish I had the rights to that Judas priest song so that I could, uh, so we could drop it in here, but we'll leave it up to the guru himself to drop that in there. Uh, he knows productive struggle because he's a Pittsburgh pirates fan. So, uh, let's welcome in my amigo El grinder. I'm, I'm ethnicizing it for you. Tom, Tom Brawley, Tom, como estas? Welcome. Estas en tu casa. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, feels like it's all been building to this weekend. Uh, all the all the work that we've done over at Fantasy Points, uh, it, it all it all comes to a head this weekend. So uh, it's great meeting you. Uh, yeah, that was that was almost uh, six months ago, I guess, at this point. Uh, back in <laughs> August at the uh, at the Hall of Fame convention there for the fantasy fantasy football Hall of Fame convention and. Uh, it was great to to meet you there. I guess I really haven't seen you face to face since then. Uh, so uh, we've both grown a little bit of bit of facial hair since then. I, I have a full beard. You got the goatee going, but uh, it's great to be here and excited to talk a little bit of Super Bowl here. Well, you know what? So pumped about this one, but I, I want to find out first uh, the nickname, the Grinder. Uh, I, I love. I mean, again, I just want to. I, I want to get some of that that guitar riff from Judas Priest. But uh, where did the nickname come from? Oh, that's a, a John Hansen special. There, he, he always comes. He's the he's the the kingmaker. He's the nickname. Uh, he's the nickname guru as well. Uh, I just started doing his radio show every Thursday morning, basically throughout the year. Uh, catch me there tomorrow morning uh, if you're listening to this uh, on Wednesday evening. Uh, but that's, and that I got the reputation is, uh, I'm always, I'm always putting the work in. That's, that's my, uh, mentality. That's, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm sharp, but, uh, I feel like I'm, uh, the type of person that's always been willing to put in the work and outwork anyone. And, 
it's like I wasn't a very good. I was I was an average athlete back in the day, and uh, I would be putting in the extra time, uh, getting the reps in, and uh, that's how I got the reputation, you know, as the grinder back then, even though I didn't have that nickname. And uh, I've carried that forward to this day, and uh, that's you. I have a lot of bylines on the website, and um, put the time in studying all the sports books and trying to come up with those best bets for everybody. So. That's how I got the grinder nickname. Uh, didn't really, wasn't really familiar with Judas Priest before <laughs> John came up with that nickname. Now, now I'm uh, associated with the, the Judas Priest now. <laughs> well, he does have he does have quite the the vast uh, music knowledge. So when it when it comes to that, but uh, I wanted it I wanted to talk about it. The grinder mentality has really paid off. I think you were this year the best bets. You were up around sixty five percent. Was it? Yep. Uh, so. I mean, we're, we're, we're looking for one more. Get that up over 65% on Sunday. Um, do you have the Chiefs getting two and a half points? I, I think it's a little bit against the grain. Feels like the Eagles have gotten a lot of love uh, heading into the Super Bowl. But I'm going to be on Team Mahomes here. Uh, you know, he hasn't caught, caught points in the postseason to start his career. So this is the first game where he's the underdog. Uh, I think I'll grab those points. I think the Chiefs have a pretty good team as well. It's I think it's been a bit overblown uh, how much the Eagles are, you know, roster-wise better than the Chiefs. So, uh, but yeah, it's up we're up around sixty-five percent. Don't want that percentage to go down anymore. Uh, you know, heading it, yeah, after the Super Bowl here. So we want we want to keep that number nice and high. Uh, wish I wish I would have done a little bit better on player props this year. Uh, struggled a little bit on that end, but I guess you can't have the. <laughs> You know, you can't have the best of both worlds. You know, that's it, that's gambling. You're you're going to be close to you know fifty percent. The good ones do it. You know, fifty two point six percent is the break even. So the good ones are going to be you know in that fifty four to fifty five percent range. So uh, so I'm happy to have a great ATS record, and I'll be grinding those player props, and then I promise to do better next year on those. <laughs> And yeah, that was the thing. I think it was uh, uh, Steve Fezzik on who Ross Tucker has on uh, regular, and he said fifty five percent. If you're hitting fifty five percent every week, you're doing great. And yeah, yeah. Um, I and actually uh, offline, I'll I'll share with you a betting system that I came up with a few years ago that usually hits about two thirds of the time. And it, it uh, I, I, I need ears for that. I got all the ears for that. It's all, it, it doesn't come up often. It only comes up about 15 to 20 times a season, but, um, and it, 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 it involves betting bad teams at home, but, uh, yeah. when the spreads hey, are big, I, that's so. me. I love, I'm, I'm the king of, Hey, this team gets shut out the, the week prior. I'm taking that team next week. Uh, you know, take teams that are coming off uh, a tough, you know, cause that's, that's what the public does. They, they, they're not dumb. They, they see their eyes tell them, Hey, these teams are good. They're hot. And that's, you know, everything, uh, it's just like gambling. Everything com- works back to the mean, uh, it, you know, every, all comes back to the 50%. So uh, that's, uh, I'll be all ears for that. Cause I, I'm always open to new ideas and uh, any kind of betting system. So I'll, uh, no. can't wait to hear that offline and maybe I'll implement that into 2023 picks. Oh, well, we're, we're going to see, cause you may have actually already put some of those bets down without knowing that, that oh, we're going probably. in my system, but, um, <laughs> 
so you know it, it's interesting we're kind of like at that balancing point between you know the super bowl is here and we're talking about we're talking about the big game obviously everybody's pumped about it but you're already putting out content for 2020 with an eye toward 2023 you've been putting out those divisional reports which familia if you're going to fantasypoints.com make sure you're checking them out how's how is it kind of like playing that you know kind of like having one foot in in this week and then you know one foot in 2023 looking ahead to 2023 that's just the way i've always done it and you know i always want to keep looking ahead that's why i'm always putting in the work this time of year uh i'd like doing those reviews just to kind of it's almost like a refresher you know because it's Mm -hmm. it's a long season uh especially we have an extra week now uh 272 games in the regular season Uh, you know stuff can get lost in the mix so just doing that for myself uh, taking a deeper dive into what just happened, uh, looking at the numbers, you know, seeing one possession games, uh, seeing, you know, who, you know, scoring differential, turnover differential, all that kind of stuff. Cause teams come back to, you know, they all come back to the, to that, to that middle mark. So uh, teams that really outperformed uh, what they should have been doing this year, uh, you know, if it was based on, you know, scoring points or turnovers or uh, having a great one possession record, uh, just looking at all that stuff as, you know, gives an eye to the future. Cause you know, a team like the Raiders last year, uh, they've won a lot of games that, you know, they had the luck on their side and the luck <laughs> ran out this year. They, they blew a lot of games, uh, with double digit leads. They blew five different games with double digit leads. So uh, that was a team that you would look to fade this year. Maybe that's a team that you know, your regresses back to the, to the mean this, you know, the upcoming season uh with a little bit better luck so i'd like to do that and it also gives me a chance to really look at what teams are might be doing in this off season uh get you know get familiar mm. with salary cap situations uh what you know contract situations are coming up for each team and really looking at weaknesses and strengths for each team so uh it's a good process here to get the brain working and getting ready for 2023 while also you know putting part of my brain uh, looking at these super bowl props and and you know and that's and, and that's really good because you know what those teams 30 teams are already looking at next year so they're they've already set in their plans of attack so it's good to be looking at that I also let's think it's good to kind of like refer back to these kind of things in it you know in probably about like june july time frame when it looks like the haze in the barn but you know, before we start really solidifying those takes and our stances for the next year and just being like, okay, well, you know, is it time to really, are, are we, are we going way overboard on this one? So some, I, I, I love that you're doing that. Yeah. I like to get the brain working now, you know, you just start for me. You don't have to have solid takes now, but I even just like little things like I'm working on, coaching changes i'm doing an article right now uh market report uh based on the coaching carousel that's going on right now and just looking at like a guy like austin Eckler. uh yeah we all know he's going to regress next year uh but you know just the targets might not be there as much as they were in kellen moore's offense and uh just how coaching changes can affect things and uh, just like to start looking at that kind of stuff right now when everybody else might be you know taking a taking a nap and catching up on some rest from the season. Uh, I'm always keeping one eye toward the future. Absolutely. It's awesome. And uh, well, right now I want to talk the future that we're, we're talking about. It's between now and Sunday. 
now you've you've obviously been you know a betting pro for a long time and this is uh i mean you know you're you're one of the best there is when it comes to uh this this week are have there been any trends uh that, or any anything that's kind of happened regular with regularity over the last few years that's got you thinking for the you know that that's got you thinking any sort of way for this game coming up uh not not really i mean the the money's kind of it's kind of dried up here as well the eagles uh you know took were taking a lot of money early last week and really stretched out to that two and a half point spread and it's kind of come back here it's one and a half at most books one a uh, little you know maybe the action keeps coming on the chiefs uh towards maybe towards pick them a little bit if the injury report works out but uh, in terms of stuff I I, I I I give the Chiefs a little bit of an edge having familiarity with the game they've been in some more difficult spots this season uh, I don't think it hurts that they you know played the Bengals down to the wire we're in mm-hmm. a tight game uh, Eagles have had some spots where they haven't been tested here in the postseason against the Giants and 49ers they you know, especially, you know, with Jalen Hurts in the lineup, they haven't really had some tough spots to deal with in quite a few months. So I, I that doesn't worry me a little bit. Uh, but, uh, and the Chiefs have that familiarity with playing in the Super Bowl. The, you know, the Eagles do a little bit. They got, you know, Jason Kelsey and uh, Lane Johnson. They have some older guys that were on the uh, 2017 team that won the Super Bowl, but uh, not necessarily as much experience in that kind of kind of situation, but it's kind of tough. Uh, every Super Bowl is kind of unique to to the next, uh, so I, I don't glean a a whole lot looking back at uh, you know the most recent Super Bowls, especially since it's, they're, it's usually new teams every year. So uh, not not a whole lot that I'm I'm pulling from you know the the, the most recent Super Bowls. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. Every game, it, it, every game's a snowflake. So, and, it, and it's hard to look at the one. I, I think I heard somebody talk about how it takes. Uh, usually, it takes teams a little while to, uh, you know, maybe kind of. So they they slow play a little bit in the first quarter, uh, almost like boxers who are just kind of like circling around each other. But uh, it's. I don't know. I mean, then I. I, I think every time I want to say that, then it could be just like a game of haymakers, like the the Eagles and the and the mm-hmm. uh, uh, Patriots uh, at that year that you were talking yes. about. That, yeah, that forty-one thirty-three game. Oh man, that's still one of the <laughs> still one of the great games I've ever seen. Just yeah, that that is game. an angle though. The, the, that these teams come out slow, and you know it is a big game. There's a lot of you know pomp and circumstance that goes on before the game. Uh, you know, so there's, there is sometimes nerves, but, uh, you know, as you point out that Eagles Patriots game, it was, you know, haymakers from the beginning. So, uh, every game's unique and, um, yeah, I, I'm not betting into any, any of those kind of systems that at least this year, I mean, the chiefs and the pay, uh, and the Eagles have been, uh, teams that have been able to get off to hot starts. The Eagles have been very efficient and, um, yeah, it's not necessarily something I'm looking at this year. So I'm going to say a quick hello to a couple of our get our, a couple of our people in the chat. Mr. Scampers, uh, always yes, hello, hello. Let's go. We're gonna we're gonna get into it and Dame overboard. Uh, but you know, uh, Tom, Dame, you Dame and I have something uh, very much in common. The three okay. of us were all the three of us all did very well in Scott Fishbowl this year. In fact, Dame. Oh uh, yes, that's right. Dame finished number nine overall. So. Woo. 
yeah, she made I, the finals. Uh, I petered out at the end. My team uh, lost some steam. I had uh, Damian Pierce, who uh, mm. didn't play a lot in the, the postseason. Ramondre Stevenson lost some steam. But uh, I did have a perfect record. I was the last perfect record. So I will I can put that little notch on my uh, my my cap there. But, uh, yes, you did. I mean – where did you end up finishing? I know you, we were, we were, that was a weekly conversation. Uh, yeah. so compare, comparing notes. I didn't actually see where you ended up uh, at, at the end of the season. Number 46. So okay, uh, not too bad. the difference between that was um, starting uh, be, between being number 46 and actually making the finals was the difference between sitting Tyler Higby for Pat Fryermuth in, in a semifinal. Oh, was that the yeah. two touchdown game from Higby? Yeah, that, that's tough to see happen. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's the quarterback too, and I yeah. just, uh, it was. That's uh, what I want to beat yourself up too much about. That that's good process. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, what was the, the the thing, and it was kind of like what you were saying. The team that did, that did poorly betting on them, Fryermuth had just been uh, shut out the previous week, and that was, and if you remember, that was the week that Franco Harris passed away. Yes. And Fryermuth and Harris had a very special relationship, both being from Penn State. Penn State? And so I just oh, thought, guy. you know what? <laughs> I, 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 it made me think of that time that um, that Tiki Barber really went crazy after after Wellington Mara passed away because they had such a special relationship. I thought, you know what, Patty F is gonna is is gonna go off. He had a good game, but I was gonna say, yeah, I, I that was he, he had a couple key catches on that uh, game winning mm -hmm. drive, if I remember correctly. He wasn't. I mean, I don't, I don't have the tight end uh, finishing positions from that week, but I think he was a pretty, you know, top eight type of uh, tight end that week. He had, he had, he, he did just score the touchdown. Yeah, and you know, Higby, <laughs> Higby scored the two I, think had, I think he had like thirty-two points because of the tight end scoring. But that, <laughs> yeah, that, you know what? That was the game that Denver uh, decided not to show up on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, they took Christmas off. Yes, day. they were they were celebrating with the family. <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness well you know what uh, well let's get into our let's get into christmas you know christmas day being the super bowl and yes. i want to i want to kind of talk about it a little bit from the that we're going to take this section probably about 10 take 10 or 15 minutes or so talking about this game from a dfs standpoint DraftKings kind of uh i've got DraftKings pricing that uh on our show sheet that we could talk to a little bit and you know technically the visitors are going to be the chiefs they're going to be in the white uniforms, which I saw something that like the the team in the white uniform has won like 13 out of the last 15 Super Bowls, which is it's like picking the coin flip or something. Like that. Well, that was the other one I saw this week is the team that's won the coin flip has like lost the last eight Super Bowls. So <laughs> weird how those uh, how those trends end up going. So I, I don't know if that, that's something I'd necessarily bet to keep happening. But funny how that uh, happens here eight straight years. Uh, that that's just going to be uh, utterly amazing. So we got uh, obviously weather is not a problem. It's playing indoors at that at that beautiful State Farm Stadium, and uh, in, in in Phoenix, Arizona. Wish we were there. Uh, we're, yeah. I keep hearing weather reports from people who are like, it's it's just glorious there. Um, I'm not complaining out here in, in Southern California, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but as you mentioned, you got the you got the uh, Chiefs plus two and a half, uh, right? Last time I checked the line, it was one and a half for Philly uh, with a 50, 51 point over or under. Now, I, you know, the big the big intrigue, I think that the big things that people have been uh, going back and forth about is the fact that, you know, Patrick Mahomes ankle 
and Jalen Hurts' shoulder. But we're going to get into Mahomes first. I mean, it's, it's going to be three weeks and one day since he injured his ankle. And uh, as our amigo Edwin Porras likes to likes to say, you know, it takes four to six weeks for these ankles to 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 heal themselves uh, naturally. Obviously, NFL players have access to people like Edwin <laughs> to uh, off of the line. Yeah, to get them to to get them get them uh, get them tip top. But looking at this one, having seen Mahomes, I mean, how how hard is it to go against him? And I don't. I mean, you've already talked about the fact that you're you know he's he's the, he's the guy. He's your guy. But um, uh oh. Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay, I did for a second there. Things, things, it, it went, it went kind of, it went kind of uh, black there for a second. But when you're looking at uh, Mahomes, he's beaten good defenses. What, uh, what can, what can we be? What are you looking for from him, even considering the ankle where it's at? Yeah, I thought he looked. I mean, I actually had a bet against him in the AFC Championship. I was thinking that the ankle injury would affect him a little bit more in that game, and uh, turned out it. I mean, he wasn't – you could tell he wasn't 100% in that game. Uh, definitely confined him to the pocket a little bit more. I actually do have a prop on him under 19.5 rushing yards in this game. I think he'll he'll still be kind of confined to the pocket. But uh, I think we learned that Patrick Mahomes on one leg or one and a half legs or whatever you want to say is still better than almost any, any quarterback in the league here. So – uh, the Eagles have. This is the best passing offense versus the you know the league's best passing defense. Uh, with the Eagles uh, giving up the fewest yards per game, uh, but <laughs> it hasn't you know they got it they got away with an easy one against uh, a Brock Purdy you know Brock Purdy list team in the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, Daniel Jones struggled in that divisional round game. Uh, haven't really gone against. A lot of the elite passing attacks. So, yeah. Um, I know there's some stats floating out there. Uh, you know, the Eagles against, uh, you know, top 10 type of offenses. And uh, they've given up a lot of, uh, you know, basically 30 points per game in those games. Uh, so this is definitely the, the tough, toughest test that they'll face all year, even uh, with, a, a you know, Patrick Mahomes playing on one leg here. But, um, yeah, I, I did have uh, under 19 and a half rushing yards for him, thinking he'll still be confined to the pocket here a little bit in this game. You know, one thing I, I saw that was interesting, his 19 and a half yards is the same as Boston Scott on the <laughs> on the rushing prop, which I thought was pretty funny. But I, I, I think you're right. How about the, you know, 297.5 is his passing prop on, on DraftKings. Now, one of the things that I looked at, I, I mean, big games – I mean, he, he's torched the best defenses. You know, he took down Denver twice, over 300 yards both times. Houston, an underrated good pass defense, took them down. The 49ers, he destroyed them for 423-3. and three. Had, a, had a very good game, 326 against and two touchdowns against the Bengals last week. That's, yeah. And, you but, know what? Go ahead. Yeah, the Bengals have been shutting down everybody, and uh, they made Josh Allen, you know, look very bad in the uh, divisional round. and. Uh, it was no issues at all. And, uh, you know, Lou Anarumo for the Bengals had, you know, rightfully gained a reputation as a guy that has shut down opposing, you know, opposing passing games and um, in recent years, uh, the last two years. So, uh, I mean, he's been able to put up the numbers against top teams. 
Uh, this this prop has really ballooned out. I think I think the time to get in was probably uh, last week if you could. But 297 and a half, I think you can shop around, maybe find a better number. But uh, I, I'd have to look towards over here. I'm, I'm expecting I, – I think the Chiefs are – they know what their bread and butter is. They The ball's in uh, Patrick Mahomes' hands, so – I don't think this is going to be a, a lean on Isaiah Pacheco game. They're going to they're going to they're going to put it in their quarterback's hands. So uh, I, I I like them to go. Yeah, if I had to lean, I would go towards his over. Uh, I won't personally be betting it, but I I, I would go with Mahomes over two ninety seven and a half. And you know, one thing that I also looked at in the last time the Eagles played in perfect conditions was on Christmas Eve against the Cowboys, and in Dallas. That was the Gardner Minshew game, 40 to 34. And, uh, you know, Dak Prescott, he went for 347 and three that day. So that just, that that has me thinking. And Mahomes, I mean, there's nobody better. Uh, there's nobody better than Mahomes. And those guys, it's, it's like great hitters who still hit great pitching in the playoffs. It's like Mahomes is that guy. He's still gonna be. He he's gonna beat those guys. And that that to me that that's what's got me uh, leaning. And and he's eleven thousand in DraftKings. Would you look at putting either of the quarterbacks in a captain spot uh, on this one, even even with the price point as heavy as it is, because they're the two highest pay, price guys? Uh, How hard is that? I mean, I feel like that's what everybody else. Yeah, that's gonna be. Cause that's the tough thing. I, I don't, I don't play, uh, you know, the captain, the showdown stuff too much, but I, I have to think that, uh, you know, a guy like Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are going to be the most popular guys in these kind of formats. So, uh, and this is going to be probably the most played game in, uh, you know, DFS <laughs> showdown. So I think I'd probably differentiate somewhere else and, uh, you know, look for somebody else to have a huge game and, Maybe it's uh, maybe it's his tight end. Uh, maybe that's the guy to go with uh, Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to have a big game. I have a, I have some player props on him. Uh, not, more of the, uh, the the award markets, I guess you should say. I have a MVP bet on Travis Kelsey, uh, plus sixteen hundred on Fanduel. So fourteen catches already in the divisional round game. He had a four touchdown game against the Raiders on Monday Night Football already this year. Just some absolute smash spots. I think this could be uh, another one of them here, uh, with you know the the injuries at receiver here for you know Juju looks like he's going to try to play. Kadarius Tony's going to try to play, but uh, you know we you know the Eagles have James Bradbury and Dar- Darius Slay shutting down the perimeter. So I feel like this is setting up to be another spot where Travis Kelsey. Kind of has to be the guy, has to carry this offense uh, and carry this passing game. So uh, I would be looking towards the overs on his props, and I love his MVP bet at plus sixteen hundred. That one's that one's amazing because really, when it comes, if it's not going to be Mahomes, it's going to be Kelsey because Kelsey just had like a a Cooper Cup type of game last year. So and and he is that guy that could do that. He's always come up and he's come up big in big games. I was looking at I, this jabroni. <laughs> I love that. He brought that back. He's got, he, he's got nine touchdowns in his last eight playoff games. And, and his numbers are just ridiculous. 75 catches, 835 t- uh, yards and the nine touchdowns, uh, you know, since the beginning of the 2020 playoffs, which is just incredible. You know, he's going to the guy you mentioned, the guys that are hurt, I, I, you know, some people have been talking about the fact that 
Philly's pretty good against the tight end. They're kind of middle of the road yeah. since week, you know, from week 12 to the end of the season, they were number 19 against the tight end. So in fantasy points per game, giving up about 53, but again, they haven't seen Kelsey and that he's, that's why he's an interesting one. Uh, I, I love the idea. Now on the receiver side with Juju and uh, by the way, when you look at a guy who is looking as happy-go-lucky and confident as Juju has looked at, you know, in his media in availabilities, uh, does that have you thinking? Oh, you know what? Maybe he's okay. Maybe he's not <laughs> not that hurt after all. What? <laughs> I'm a Pittsburgh guy. I I know Juju a little bit. Uh, I think that's his. That's kind of his personality, no matter what, though. I mean, he. I think he's been hurting. All year, not all year, yeah. but he's been hurting since midseason. He got he suffered that concussion against Jacksonville, um, and ever since then he hasn't been quite right. Uh, if you go through the the box scores, you know, he has he's topped three catches just twice since then. Um, he's reached forty yards just twice since then. So uh, just he just hasn't been quite right. Maybe this extra couple, you know, the the two weeks off before the Super Bowl helped him to get a little bit healthier, but. Uh, unfortunately, I, and it's kind of why the Steelers let him walk. I mean, he's mm-hmm. his career has been kind of injury riddled here recently, and uh, I feel bad for the guy. But uh, I'll probably be fading his stuff here. I, I think he'll give it the good try and try to be healthy and play as many snaps as he can. But um, I, I've been looking hard at his under receptions at three and a half and his receiving yards uh, as he popped up there on the screen, thirty-seven and a half. So. Uh, I'll probably be fading Juju, unfortunately, in this game. Although that's kind of the the one spot in the field where you might look to uh, in terms Mm. of wide receiver. uh, But I just don't trust Juju's health enough right now. And he just hasn't looked right here for the last two months. And that's the thing. And I I know, you know, John Hansen has been talking about like, you know, questioning about the health of his knee dating back to the off season. So yeah. that that's, that's just a rough one. That, 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 that's why it has me leaning a little bit toward Marquez Valdez Scantling in this one it, that, that, you know, he had that big game, six catches, 116 yards, one touchdown. It, it, kind of you know when it comes when it comes to him is he going to be the guy could he be the guy if if juju and Kadarius tony are a little bit banged up i i still lean a little bit more towards Kadarius tony uh probably being a little bit bigger piece we'll see how his ankle we were anybody that's in the fantasy community uh we're well aware of Kadarius tony's issues and uh trying to stay on the field but uh if he's anywhere close to 100%, I kind of like him a little bit more to to do a, a bit uh, do a bit more. I, I see he's like plus play, priced at plus 4400. I do have a uh, Super Bowl MVP bet on him, a long shot, 150 Ooh. to one. Just a you know long shot. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But he did see uh, seven targets in the divisional round. Uh, saw an end zone target in the conference championship. Very nearly caught it. Uh, that was a, a difficult catch in the Bengals game. Then he, you know, busted up his ankle and left early. But uh, he, he also, especially in these showdown things, I don't think it's going to happen, but he gets punt return opportunities. Uh, if you double stack, if you play the def- you know, the Chiefs defense with Kadarius Toney, if he breaks a punt return touchdown, you could get, you know, uh, scoring on both ends there with the defense and with Kadarius Toney. So, uh 
We'll, we'll see how many snaps he plays, but uh, I, I kind of like rolling the dice a little bit more with Kadarius Tony in this one. I just feel like MVS is a bit of a one-note kind of a player. He, he lives on yeah. the sideline. Uh, it's all off of the uh, the go-route stem. It's all curls, comebacks, and go-routes with uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and I, I feel like Darius Slay and James Bradbury, they'll be able to shut that down. And the, and the way the Eagles play, they, they like to play the – uh, two safeties deep and mm-hmm. not really give up big plays. And uh, I, I just don't see it. He stepped up last. Yeah, he, they they don't win that game without MVS oh. playing the way he did against the Bengals. He really made some big-time plays. But uh, I think he kind of goes back to his uh, being quiet like he has for most of the season here. You know who I kind of like a little bit as a uh, as a long shot? And it was uh, is, is Sky Moore. Uh, and he's a little cheaper, 3,800. So not, not a lot cheaper. I was hoping they'd be a lot cheaper, but one of the things that a couple of the things that really struck me, he ran 29 routes last game, which was number three, Kansas city behind Kelsey and MVS. And he had seven targets, which was a season high. He had that big return that, that, that set up that field goal at the, uh, to win the game. It, I just I and I keep hearing Kelsey and Mahomes just kind of praising his work ethic and everything. And it just has me thinking, could he be that punt play, that guy that kind of shows up out of nowhere and and does something? And mostly because if Tony's not healthy and if Juju's not healthy, that that to me, that I think that's the only scenario that he really comes comes through. What, yeah, uh, and that that would be a good fate. You know, if you think Tony can't make it through, I mean more would get those punt return opportunities. Uh, as you said, he he ran the most routes, the, uh, the third most routes on the team uh, behind MBS and Kelsey in the, in the Cincinnati game. Uh, you know, there's serious concerns if Juju and Tony will make it through the game. Uh, so, yeah, I think he – I just wish he it, – it's been frustrating. You know, we were very high on Sky Moore this year. Uh, oh. John was really pushing him. Uh, and just wish we would have seen a little bit more out of him. He has gotten some opportunities – uh, for extended snaps in, if, at times in the second half of the season here, and he just hasn't really done much with them. So uh, just a little frustrating, but maybe this is the game. Maybe this is uh, maybe this is the start to maybe some bigger and better things for him. Uh, we, we know the Chiefs are going to be a bit in flux at wide receiver. Juju's on a one-year deal. deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know Tony's going to be back around, but uh, maybe this is his chance to you know finally do something and you know, can you pick a better stage than the Super Bowl to kind of have your breakout party? Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many times have we seen guys? Um, oh gosh, I'm I'm blanking on that receiver. Not not Edelman, the other receiver who who had the big game when. Uh, uh, oh no no no! It was James White had the, had the big game. Oh in, okay, in I, the, thought, I thought you were going to go Chris Hogan. <laughs> Oh, well, Chris Hogan was, but yeah, those guys, they, they just kind of seem to ever since Max McGee in the first Super Bowl, you know, get, get stays out all night, doesn't, and then comes back and he get, he catches like eight balls for 120 yards and, you know, helps Green Bay win the first Super Bowl, uh, dominate the first Super Bowl. But yeah, it, it uh, yeah, that one, I think there was, I think his name's Max McGee, but yep, um, Max McGee. <laughs> uh, in, on the running backs, Isaiah Pacheco, does it does it look like a takeover? I mean, he had six targets. That was his high last game, and 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 Jerick McKinnon's just hasn't has really been an afterthought. It seemed like. Yeah, I I do have a Jerick McKinnon under uh, fifty and a half scrimmage yards, uh, rushing mm. and receiving yards. Uh, just 
he's another guy. He's another one of these guys that's been on the injury report a lot at the end of the season. Have to wonder if uh, – I think it's a groin that, that he's been dealing with. He's been, yeah. you know, able to play through the issue, but I have to wonder. He just doesn't seem to have the same explosiveness that he did during that little stretch where he was really winning a lot of fantasy leagues uh, in early December. Yeah, and, uh, he was going oh my God, touchdown goodness. spree. <laughs> was he just? Was he just one of the? I mean, how many people did he help on the waiver wire and everything oh, at God. the at the and how many championships did he help win because he just got hot at the right right time? Just oh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Very Unfortunately, much. I didn't have him enough on my teams, <laughs> but yeah, I, as someone that was following it closely, I I couldn't believe the the touchdown luck that he had on his side. So uh, I I am fading him. I'll. Uh, the 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 wrinkle this week is Clyde Edwards player could be back in the mix. I don't yeah. think I don't think he's going to have much of a role, but um, you know it, it is an extra mouth if he you know all all you have to do is get four to six touches and that kind of changes the dynamic of the backfield a little bit. But um, I, I I do see a pretty limited role for him. I I think they're going to want to look to get Pacheco going a little bit early in this game. I. I don't mind him as they have these props where like a player first reception for a team. Mm. Um, I I think Pacheco might be a decent bet. I didn't quite give it out. I've been thinking about it. He was plus 800, I believe at most books uh, for the player with the first reception. I could see like a little quick, quick game, you know, just to get uh, Patrick Mahomes in the rhythm, get their rookie running back, uh, you know, comfortable in the game. So uh, I was looking at that one. So I, uh, nice little long shot prop if you're if you're looking at the uh, at sports books for you know something that's fun and uh, you know you'll know the outcome immediately. <laughs> that and and his rushing prop forty eight point five. It's kind of like at that point because I think you're right. You know when there's the mouths to feed and and really what are they going to do? They're going to be going. They're going to win the game passing. That's how they're going to have. They're, yeah, they're not going. That's what I was going to say. I, I almost like maybe his receiving yards prop a little bit more, or maybe you mm-hmm. do a combo of his uh, forty eight and a half and. I think his uh, receiving numbers like 15 and a half, 16 and a half. So I'd almost rather look there and look for, a co- or, or the combination that uh, just thinking that he should be on the field, uh, you know, the most. And uh, if he can't get there as, as a runner, maybe he gets the six targets again, as he said. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking up what, what his uh, receiving prop is. And yeah, I think it's it, 16 and a half or, yeah, that one. That one looks very fifteen and a half is, is, and is, half. The, is the latest. So that's that's a really good number. That that is a yeah. You could do that in two catches, and um, you know he had a pretty limited role for most of the year. But maybe last week was kind of an indication that maybe he's uh, they they have a little bit more trust in him as a receiver. And you know with Mahomes' ankle, uh, mm-hmm. you know he's not looking to improvise nearly as much as he was earlier in the season. So maybe that brings Pacheco into the game as a pass, uh, as a receiver. No. Well, let's go over to the Philly side. You got the you got the Eagles. I mean, the intrigue on that side is Jalen Hurts in his shoulder. I mean, he looked good, but uh, you know, his 229, you know, his passing prop is 241.5 yards and he has not surpassed 229 passing yards since he returned from his shoulder injury. So, they haven't needed him. So, is it but I if they're going to win, they're going to they're going to need him, right? Yeah, I mean they they cannot win without him. I yeah, I guess they could maybe dominate with Miles Sanders in the running game. I I think that's why you know, we we have seen some of the Eagles like MVP 
props. Uh, some of the the lesser guys, their odds have uh, decreased because you know they they probably do have a little bit more of a path to win without Jalen Hurts dominating, as we've seen the last couple of weeks since the the shoulder injury. But um, I, I'm still concerned. I, I there was a prop out at Fanduel. I, I ended up taking and giving out uh, Patrick Mahomes. A uh, higher completion percentage than Jalen Hurts. Uh, mm. You know, Mahomes has you know been the higher completion percentage guy all season, uh, but Hurts's numbers have his accuracy has really struggled. You know, he's struggled with his accuracy uh, in the four games since he's come back into the lineup here. So I thought that was an interesting little prop. He he needs to be more on target here. Uh, they will take shots down the field, so that that does hurt his completion percentage a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I, I, he's got to play a little bit better here. Uh, may, I, I, I do kind of like his rushing props. Um, mm. yeah, cause I think they, you know, but may have been more cautious with them the last couple of weeks. They don't want to aggravate that injury, but now we're in the final game of the year. There's no holding anything back. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you not necessarily as afraid to take a shot to that shoulder. So maybe he's a little more aggressive as a runner. Uh, his, his rushing yard prop has definitely gone up. I, it was 45 and a half uh, when it first opened up a couple, you know, two weeks ago. Um, I've seen it up to 49 and a half, 50 and a half. Uh, his rushing attempts has also gone up from nine and a half to 10 and a half at most places. So there, there's, there's some feeling that Hertz could be a little bit more involved as a runner in the Super Bowl. And he did have, I think it was 11, I think he had 11 carries in the last game. Uh, 11 yeah, carries for 30. kneel downs help. <laughs> <Those count. laughs> I don't know if there's going to be kneel downs in this one. I mean, I know there's, I know, I know the, the fantasy points, uh, sheet has, uh, has that a is always a one. play on the sheet there. Yeah. Um, uh, that's always a fun one. Uh, personally, I hope it doesn't. I'd like a, a nice close game and, uh, let's, let's end, end with some fireworks. The, uh, the kneel down is kind of boring. So let's, uh, let's, let's have some fun all the way to the end. Exactly. Exactly. Field goal at the end, a you know, a, a touchdown or Hail Mary attempt. Who knows? Yep. Let's, let's uh, yeah. go for it. <laughs> or a uh, you know, or hey, let's go to overtime. Last last score wins. Let's let's do that. I have a, I have a big problem. But you mentioned. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's gonna be, what. What are the odds on that? It was plus thirteen sixty. It was uh, very juicy. It's Never. been bet down though, unfortunately. If anybody's looking to get on that, I think it's down to like plus. 1040 on FanDuel, but uh, they, they that was out there for a couple of days. I, I, I put some money on that. So that, that implies that it happens about like 6.8% of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I went back through the numbers over the last two years. Uh, you know, NFL games have gone to overtime about 7.5% of the time. So it was a pretty juicy little prop there. And uh, we have a spread that's at one and a half points. So, you know, they're telling us this is probably going to be a close game. So I thought that was a, a pretty juicy little price. So, yeah, if you look around, maybe there's still a pretty good price on overtime. I wouldn't bet it if it's like plus 800, plus 900. I'd, I'd want at least plus 1,000 to, to put some money on that. But that's always a fun one to root for. Who doesn't want to watch more football whenever we're going to be waiting for seven months for more football? Exactly, exactly. We won't talk about the XFL or the USFL no, or any of those things. Um, uh, shout out Jake Tribby, who's the king of, yes. uh, of He'll DFS. He'll be grinding you, those XFL streets. <laughs> oh, big time. But, you know, you mentioned rushing quarterbacks. Rushing quarterbacks have gotten gotten some yardage against the uh, against the Chiefs. Russell Wilson got him for 57 yards. Jared Stidham got him for 50. Bryce Perkins. I mean, those guys, 
none, none of them is on the on a par with Hertz. So uh, yeah, even that one, I, I like that. That's right. Yeah, he got him for 46 yards last week. So uh, a big one on the receiver side. You know, you got, uh, you know, the number A.J. Brown is at 9,200 for uh, DraftKings. Devonta Smith, 8,600. I mean, I don't even know if they're one, you know, 1A, 1B or anything like that. These guys, it's it, it, these guys are just big wide receiver one. It just doesn't matter. They're, they're both leaders and targets and the crazy numbers. Uh, do you do you see them do you see them both being just like the factor when it comes to when it comes to this game i liked you know i i do have some i have a bet on devonta smith uh it was over 60 and a half receiving yards uh i thought those number i as you said i you know i i think brown's still the top guy but it's a like a 1a and 1b type of situation they're so close right now i thought their props should have been you know, AJ Brown, 68 and a half yards and Devonta Smith at like 66 and a half. Uh, so I, I did grab some Devonta Smith over 60 and a half. Um, I, I have an FFPC team that would really like uh, some Devonta Smith action in this game. If I could get a touchdown or two out of him, uh, might be live for some, some nice money in that, uh, the, the playoff contest. So uh, I have Devonta Smith and uh, who else? Uh, Oh, I have Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. So uh, those are my two guys left. Uh, and I, I'm sitting pretty good there. I'm like in like the top – I'm like around uh, the number 400 or so. So if I could get a big game out of Devonta Smith. So maybe I'm uh, maybe it's a little wishful uh, thinking that uh, Devonta Smith will have a big game. But uh, I think he's played extremely well here dating back to when Dallas Goddard basically got hurt uh, in that Washington game. He's really stepped mm-hmm. up and – become a you know he's a he's a top 10 receiver at this point uh oh big time yeah he he's he's the real deal uh so i i like him to have a big game here and i you know i see him and aj brown as kind of running mates at this point it's it's not aj brown is the clear number one anymore yeah and one one thing uh, one interesting stat i came up with was that uh Devontae smith other than the weird san francisco game where they didn't need to pass he has not been under eight targets since week nine. So you just know the ball is coming to him. That's why I love that receiving prop with him. Uh, D- Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, with 48 and a half receiving prop. Mm, I, I don't know. I kind of like the under on that one. I just think, I, I think that the passing is going to go to those two guys. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. I, I probably, yeah. His receptions too. I think it, it might be a little bit of plus money. Uh Four and a half receptions. Like I kind of lean towards that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really have really have a strong feeling on Dallas Goddard, but um, you know, for the pricing and stuff uh, here, for yeah, I, I'd rather go for one of the, the big receivers. And uh, yeah, no, no real strong feelings on Dallas Goddard. He'll he'll, he'll get his, but I I don't think he's going to be the difference maker in this game. No, I I know it's 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 going to be those guys. Now, I'm. I'm having a tough time getting a read on Miles Sanders for this game because I want I want to say if the if the Chiefs are going to be vulnerable somewhere it's going to be in the running game, but and he, and that rushing prop of fifty nine point five is tempting, but man they do, do they do love to still give the ball to Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott and that 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 just has me ugh, yeah I have good about it. I have Gainwell props um, gave out. 
game. Well, anytime touchdown plus four twenty five last week. Uh, it's been bent down a little bit. Yeah, that was really juicy. Uh, I also have his over scrimmage yards at 30 and a half. It's been on the site. That's been bet up a little bit to like 33 and a half, 34 and a half. So I, I do think Gainwell, you know, it's not a situation where like Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown where it's 1A, 1B. But uh, Gainwell has certainly earned more touches here in the postseason. If I was going to bet, San- you know, if you want to bet the Sanders side, I probably would stay away from like the rushing yards problem. I'd probably go for something that's, you know, a little more exotic, you know, like if he's going to get a lot of cut uh, uh, carries and uh, opportunities in this game, I'd rather go for like a swing for a home run here because I I feel like he's going to be kind of all or nothing in this game. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe go for a rushing yard leader. Uh, I think you can get a nice for the game. There's some props out there for that, or maybe, yeah, bet over 74 and a half. You know, they have these stepped up, uh, you know, bets on the uh, on DraftKings and FanDuel and MGM where, you know, a guy hit, hits a certain threshold. So maybe I would look for those type of props. I think they even have like a 100-yard rushing game for Sanders. So that that's the way. Mm. I, I think it's he's going to be like an all or nothing type, type of guy. So I, I I probably wouldn't even mess around with his 59 and a half. I, I'd either... Bet him straight under or, you know, go for those real exotic type of props. You know, speaking of exotic props, uh, my uh, Kenneth Gainwell, anytime TD is 310, plus 310. And Boston Scott, anytime TD is plus 450. And he's scored in three straight games. Yes, he has. <laughs> but Those guys have all been, you know, involved he- heavily down at the goal line. So uh, I'm already invested on Kenneth Gainwell, so I'll, I'll probably just – be happy with that one, but I wouldn't blame anybody also for looking at that Boston Scott one as well. Oh man. But yeah, that one, uh, we'll get into the, we'll get into the prediction in a second, but I wanted to get into some fun props that, that are on the fantasypoints.com site that oh, Joe yes. Dolan put together. Oh, I, I put a, it together. Oh, you put it together. Sorry. <laughs> I sorry. Put it to, no, no, Joe. So I'll give you a little background. Um, you know, yeah. we've been doing this for, eight years uh if you go to fantasypoints.com uh, i think it's called the prop sheet or prop poll or whatever it is um we've been running this we started as as you know kind of a, a friendly poll between you know all kinds of different friends and stuff like that um i you know we love props who doesn't love uh betting yeah. on props during the super bowl and this was back it was the carolina denver super bowl eight years ago so you know, sports betting wasn't legalized in Pennsylvania, which was where we were based out of yet. So uh, we wanted to have a little fun and get our, get our friends involved. So I came up with this prop sheet uh, where it just a, it's up to 36 questions now. It probably wasn't that hefty back in the day, but, uh, you know, it's a mix of the coin toss, the national anthem, a halftime props, but it also, you know, we, we want to get the women and children, uh, you know, enjoying the, the prop sheet as well. And then, you know, the, the meat of it is, you know, player props and just different uh, situational props in the game. So uh, people loved it uh, when we started eight years ago. And now it's something I put it together every year. And Joe, I, you know, I do the dirty work at the beginning and I let Joe handle the money and, uh, you know, pay out, you know, grade the grade the actual sheet. Uh, so we have a nice little partnership with it. And uh, we've been putting it up on the website, uh, you know, since we started Fantasy Points. So uh, if you're looking for a little fun game, 
maybe just at your own house, uh, you know, you have friends and family over and have everybody fill out a sheet and uh, we'll, we'll put up the, uh, the, the grades at the end of the, uh, on Monday or Tuesday uh, after the fact. So, uh, but you might have your own fun, you know, sitting there with a stopwatch, uh, you know, <laughs> when Chris, Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem. So uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, people have gotten a, a big kick out of it. So we always put up on the website now. So that's the first one, uh, Chris Stapleton. Two uh, two minutes and four seconds on the national anthem. What, uh, I, I tend to go over on these guys. Yeah, that, what do you, what do you think? been over the last three out of the last four years. So ah. man, these these country singers, they really like to you know they they love America, so they like to really draw it out. And uh, I'm kind of with you there. I, I would go towards the over. On that. And the home of the, of the yeah, that's what you got to grade it. It's the first note all the way to the final uh, note. and these everybody likes to hold that that brave <laughs> for as long as they can <laughs> oh man all right coin toss heads or tails i'm a tails yeah. guy tails, tails never, never fails, fails except it's been failing a lot lately <laughs> four out of the last five years it's been heads so it's as john would say it's due it's due uh, tails is due it's due, but you know, as we always love to say, yeah, it doesn't matter if the last 49 have been, uh, have gone one way. The next one is still 50, 50, but, uh, uh, love it. Okay. So yes, tails is due. Tails is due. Okay. So the first, the player to score the first, uh, first TD or Eagles, yeah, Eagles running back, uh, wide receiver, Eagles quarterback, tight end chiefs, quarterback, tight end, uh, Travis Kelsey, or uh, Chiefs running back, wide receiver, or either team's defense. Uh, anyone, any, anywhere you're uh, looking on this one? Uh, I, you know, my money. That's that's the one thing about doing these polls is like you want to correlate your your choices. So I'm I'm on the Chiefs side. I'm you know I'm going to be probably leaning towards Chiefs people. So uh, I'll probably look at the Travis Kelsey. I'll go with the the Chiefs tight end quarterback. And the other thing you'll see on this sheet. Um, each question has a different point scale and yes. that's based on, you know, the probability of those things happening. So there's a lot of, you know, either or questions where it's only, you know, one or one and a half points uh, available on each side. Uh, but there's also these questions where there's, you know, a field, you know, there's, there's five or six different options. So, um, you know, it's not probably likely that Patrick Mahomes was going to score the first touchdown, but uh, that's why he's mixed in there with the tight end and Travis Kelsey. So uh, that one is worth three and a half points. I'll probably be looking at Travis Kelsey to score that first touchdown. I like that one. I, I like that one a lot. And uh, I, I believe do both, I forget, do, do both teams like to defer? The, yeah, the, that's pretty standard across the league at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think most team you know, Belichick really popularized that, that getting that, first uh, that last possession in, at, at the end yep. of the first half and that first possession at the start of the second half that is what every team strives to do now at this point so um yeah i don't even think i think when we first kind of started this prop uh sheet that was still like kind of a, a prop that would be out there with with the team that wins the coin toss defer uh but now it's it's pretty universal that teams are going to defer to the second half no, uh, I, I think I totally think so. But yeah, there, that's that's a hunch one. Now the the hunch uh, our, our number four one. What will happen first, a sack or a touchdown? 
both teams, the top two teams uh, in in sacks, the, I know. the the Eagles were number with seventy, the number two behind the uh, the, the Super Bowl shuffle the Bears. Ooh, I'm, I'm going with teams, the sack. Yeah, I'm going with the sack. I'm with you. These these are two tough pass rushes. Uh, we know uh, Patrick Mahomes is struggling to move right now in the pocket, so that yeah. that hurt, that helps a little bit. So. Yeah, as you brought up at the top of the podcast, uh, you know these these sometimes these first quarters of these Super Bowls can be slow going at first. So maybe they maybe they struggle to score a touchdown. So let's look at that sack. Yeah, I like that sack one. Okay, player to throw the first interception: Mahomes, Hurts, no ints or other. I think there's going to be a lot of passes in this game, so I, I probably won't so. go. I'm not going to go no ints. I'll, I would probably go, even though I have Chief stuff. I'll probably go Patrick Mahomes. I think he's uh, a little bit, you know, a little bit more mistake prone than uh, Jalen Hurts. They're they're a little more conservative. Uh, there are a lot of deep shots with the Eagles. Maybe maybe that does bring Jalen Hurts into the into the mix a little bit more. I, I don't know. I, I'll probably lean Patrick Mahomes though. It's it's the it's only one and a half points, but I think that's probably the safest bet. I think he's the one who's more likely to get going. I mean, yes, we know that Hertz is going to take his deep shots, but it seems like whenever he takes his deep shots, he either hits his receiver or overthrows him. It doesn't look like he doesn't get those moon ball interceptions. Mm-hmm. So that that's what's got me thinking. It, it, I would bet I would bet Mahomes on this one. Uh, so the next one is interesting. Which of these songs yes. is going to be? Which song is Rihanna going to play first now? I'm gonna give you a little story time for a second now. About yes, yeah, so you you uh, you teased this to me yesterday, so I've been, yeah uh, I've been waiting for this Rihanna Rihanna story here. <laughs> so uh, Rihanna, I actually saw her at a at a benefit event, and actually one time I saw her at a Dodger game, just absolutely spectacularly beautiful. Just took my breath away to look at her, look and see her in, in the. But um, Matt Kemp, uh, yes. Dodger center fielder, uh, All Star, near MVP. He dated Rihanna, not not very quietly. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was that was a pretty uh, you know tabloid uh, type oh, yes. of uh, relationship there. <laughs> so they dated they dated during the 2010 season, uh, and you know people were kind of like, oh, you know, he not quite calling her Yoko, but he did not have his best season. Um, yes. So uh, they parted ways after the 2010 season. And it was very quiet. No, but nobody asked him, asked Kemp about it in spring training. The the writers just kind of left it alone. So this is early in spring training. I'm in the Dodger clubhouse one day, and and uh, Matt Kemp is walking from his from the entrance to the clubhouse. He had kind of the longest walk from the entrance to the clubhouse to his. He was in one of the primo locker spots in a corner, but in in the furthest spot from the door entering the clubhouse. So Juan Uribe, uh, who had one of the one of the most colorful personalities of any player uh, at, that, that I've ever seen, but also hardly spoke any English uh, from the Dominican Republic. His locker was two stalls down from Kemp. Kemp had there, there but there was no locker between them because Kemp, all, being an all-star, he kind of had two lockers to himself. Uribe sees that Kemp walks in and all of a sudden he grabs an 80s era boombox. Think about, you know, the movie Say Anything that that Lloyd Dobler held over his head. (laughs) So this is uh, what he had. And he and he turns on as he sees Kemp walks in. He turns on Rihanna singing Diamonds. (laughs) 
And Uribe did not know the words to the song, except he just sang in his in his in his Dominican Spanish accent, saying diamonds, just diamonds. And just every time diamonds came up, he just sang it to the and Kemp is making the walk and you could just see him. His, his face just, he, he had kind of like a serious look on his face. His face just melts. He had like that bright smile and he just like looks down. His smile is, is just, is breaking through. He is just, he's, by the time he sits down and Uribe is just singing and he's just I'm gyrating. sure he had the biggest smile on his face too. <laughs> Kemp just goes, gets to his, gets to his chair, faces his locker, and he just starts cracking up. And Uribe goes the entire song scene diamonds and it's just he did the oh, full lip sync. Oh my goodness. It was just it was fantastic. So oh, diamonds man. has five points. I'm, Sentimental I'm, man. I'm gotta taking get, diamonds on this. We gotta one. go what, diamonds on that one. And I'll be thinking about Juan Uribe singing it. That's, <laughs> yes. that's I'll be I'll be waiting for it at halftime. <laughs> I'll, I'll be waiting for him to come out on stage. <laughs> Work out diamonds. <laughs> with his boom box. With his yeah, boom box. Yeah, Full on Lloyd Dobler. Full on Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> yes. Oh, one of the iconic scenes. One of the iconic <laughs> scenes. So uh, what, what is, uh, what's your song that you're picking? There, well. Don't Stop the Music is yeah, the Yeah, that's is, the, is favorite. the favorite. I think that. It may have leaked out there. That this this prop has really moved. It was uh, pretty even across the board with like umbrellas, don't stop the music, uh, diamonds, and then uh, I think it may have leaked it. It might be don't stop the music because it's now the heavy favorite. So Ooh. that's that's uh, that's probably where I'll be going. But I'll continue to follow that one because uh, it seems like we do get some leaks here. You know, everybody has a phone now, so. They're yes. practicing it, and it, it might be out there on the internet by the time Friday or Saturday rolls around. <laughs> That'll be hilarious. All right, shortest touchdown, under 1.5 yards or over? Oh, I'm going under. You know, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, one-yard QB sneak over the top. Yep. I, I can see that happening. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, and I love this one. The uh, Travis Kelsey, Rory McIlroy one. Travis Kelsey, who has more catches, Travis Kelsey or Rory McIlroy in the waste management, which is just going to be right down the, right down <laughs> right the road, down the <laughs> right down the road. From it. Uh, how many birdies in the final fourth and final round of the waste management open? Yeah, this is always a fun one. We, uh, we've always included this because waste management is always the same weekend as the Super Bowl. And Joe and I would, we had the worst luck picking golfers oh, who yes. actually made the cut. So I think we're probably pretty safe here with Rory. I don't think, uh, we're gonna jinx him too hard here, but uh, probably go with I'll probably go with Rory. He's uh, one of the hottest golfers in the world right now, so caliente. Uh, I'll go with I'll go with Rory. Um, you know, I mean that would be so right now. His uh, Travis Kelsey's prop is six point five, yep. and uh, so I'm thinking I know Rory's hot, but to get and that and that is that is a juice up a little bit one and a half yeah, point, that, you know. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Kelsey. I think he's gonna have like his ten, you know, a ten to twelve catch day. Uh, I'm, I'm going Kelsey on that one on the catch. Yeah, I think so, I, I, pr I probably by the time Sunday rolls around, I'll probably be with you because <laughs> yeah. I have Kelsey MVP props, so I'll probably be rooting for that anyway. So, especially, if, especially if McElroy has quite a lead, and he might, he might be playing conservative and just That's be playing. That's true. Yeah, you also want to see how he's actually playing this weekend. So, 
We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll start to find out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, if he's got if he's down five if he's down five shots or something like that, maybe he's going to be going for the he's going for the sticks every time. So, yeah. um, okay. So I love this one. Most TDs plus ints, Mahomes or or Hertz. Ooh, I'm going. I'm going Mahomes. I, I think, think he so has. I, you know, Hertz has more potential to run run a couple scores in or hand off, and Sanders does the work. And I think Mahomes has the like or like more likely probability of throwing ints but uh the, the thing i like about this prop is we also have the tie it's it's also very yes. much in play say you know both guys throw two touchdowns and one interception that tie is very much in play absolutely or if one guy you know has a bad game and throws three interceptions but yeah. <laughs> the, other one guy throws three the other one throws three <laughs> yeah exactly okay this is one of my favorite ones aj brown's receiving yards are closer to jason kelsey's number 62 or travis kelsey younger brother number 87 yeah i'm, I'm probably gonna go with the chasing jason kelsey 62 uh i i come up with this i came up with this one i always try to have one that's like a little off the wall off the beaten path a little bit uh, so I figured the Kelsey brothers are going to be, you know, the, one of the biggest storylines of the game. So I, I, I figured, hey, let's get their jersey numbers involved. And so I had to look for a prop that was kind of in that low 70s range where it could go one way or the other. So it came up with A.J. Brown's receiving yards. So uh, I'll go with uh, Jason Kelsey. He's number 62. So I think it's going to be uh, technically, I guess, uh, under 74 yards uh, for that prop. So yeah, kind of like the median. Yeah, the median yeah. is uh, seventy-four is and under. I guess would be the cap. Uh, that that would win it there. So seventy-four exactly. and a half is the the median there. Oh, okay. So the one that everybody wants to talk about, what the Gatorade liquid, whatever is going to be poured on the winning coach, what color? Ooh, well, so this this prop, I I set the line here. I'm gonna go orange because I'm. Towards the Chiefs side, I, I got the Chiefs. So, uh, looking back at the last Super Bowl they won, they uh, they had orange in the bucket uh, when oh. they beat the 49ers a couple of years ago. So, we know Good these one. teams; they're superstitious, and maybe maybe orange is Patrick Mahomes' favorite flavor. I don't know, but uh, that's why that one set at two and a half. And yellow, green, and lime. We got the Eagles; they're of course green in their color. Uh, and they they actually don't they gave Nick Sirianni. I know a lot of people have probably flipped that game off by the end of uh, the <laughs> NFC Championship against the 49ers, but Sirianni, uh, Lane Johnson, uh, gave Sirianni a little uh, bath at the end of that game, so uh, and it was yellow, green, or lime in that one, so uh, maybe the Eagles stick with that color, and we know that they're the. the the Kelly Green team, so that's why those two Kellers are the favorites in that one. I love. I'm I'm a green guy. I'm a green Gatorade guy, so I'm I'm okay. going green on that one. So uh, I, I'm, plus- yeah, I do. Lime and orange are like my one and twos. I, I probably I'm probably more of a lime guy, but yeah, um, I'm going with the orange. Going with the Chiefs. When it, it yeah, the orange one when it's when it's really hot, that's one of the go tos. Uh, mm-hmm. Something about that one. Super Bowl MVP. Now, I know you got the Kelsey one, but uh, you know, just all things being even, not yeah, not go- not having money on it. Yeah, are you going to stick st- with Kelsey? Yeah, I'm still going to stick with Kelsey. And uh, this this prop, you also get a Eagle yeah. side as well with AJ Brown. They're kind of the two 
guys that have the best odds behind the quarterbacks. So I, I group them together. I also have a couple groupings with other Eagles not listed, other Chiefs not listed. And of course, Hertz and Mahomes are the two favorites for the prop. But uh, I'll, I'll stick with my Kelsey. Uh, I'm rolling with him and uh, going for the going for the gusto here with uh, Travis Kelsey as MVP. Kelsey, uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm going to give away mine in a second because I'm going to give my prediction. Okay. Uh, I'm going Hurts because my game prediction is going to be the Eagles are going to win 30 to 28, which will still cover your two and a half point I, bet I that you. Uh, what, what is, and my, my prediction is just going to be, I think, I think it's, I think Mahomes and Kelsey are both going to have great games. I just think the, the, the receivers being so limited, uh, from a health standpoint, I think that's, that's going to end up hurting them. And I just think the, as, as easy as they've had it, I think the Eagles are, are, are a very complete team, but I want to know what, what yours, I know you already said the, the chiefs, uh, what's your score prediction? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I just actually put this in. We'll, we'll have our staff picks up on the site. You'll have everybody from fantasypoints.com, their predictions on there. But I, I literally typed out before the, uh, the this this little podcast that uh, 24-23, I'm going with the Chiefs. Going to have a, a tight one-point game, leaning towards the under. I think it's uh, uh, 51 points overall right now. Um, yeah, a little bit more of a defensive, defensive struggle than, uh, than your contest, but – Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a lot of points scored. Those are always a little more more interesting, I believe. So I'm a fantasy guy. I, li- I like points. So uh, I'll, I'll certainly take a 30 to 28 uh, contest. Uh, and I, I'll be fine with that. I got plus two and a half. So uh, I'll be good with the Eagles if it's 30 to 28. Well, and uh, so is it with your 24-23, is it a uh, Harrison Butker late game field goal or a, or a late yeah. touchdown to Kelsey? Yeah, let's go late touchdown to Kelsey. Yeah, that's the that, that would uh, that would seal the MVP bet. So you know they 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 do one of those uh, not not quite the equivalent of the uh, the Bills game because that was for a field goal field goal, but mm-hmm. one of those desperation drives at the end of the game and uh, they you know they're trailing by six and they got to score. So let, let's let's go with that a little Kelsey touchdown to the end of the game in the final minute. That'll just be that. That would be one of those ones where it's just like the 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 pass rushers are a little bit gassed from chasing uh, Mahomes, and uh, yeah, maybe that that's just the difference. It gives that little extra extra. Oh, mi amigo. So uh, before we get out of here, um, one twenty twenty three question: Any one or two lessons or trends that you saw last year in fantasy that you're going to explore or already looking to implement in your analysis for upcoming season? Well, I mean, I've been kind of doing this anyway, but um, like rookie wide receivers. Uh, oh, yes. These guys come into the league, they're prepared to play right away. So um, I'm going to continue. I, I, I drafted them aggressively anyway, but uh, just just to continue going after these guys. This year's class isn't nearly as good as it has been. Uh, I, I haven't done the deep dive into uh, – this year's classes as much uh, just yet here. I, I'm only one man. I'm already spread so thin, <laughs> but uh, I'll be getting into it more. But from the basic reading I've been doing on it, it it's not nearly as uh, strong a class as it has been in the last couple of years. But we always see these rookie receivers come out and, um, you know, put their stamp on things pretty early now. So t- I'm just going to continue to draft rookie wide receivers very aggressively until the uh, fantasy market catches up. 
Yeah, I think the ADPs. I, I still don't see the ADPs catching up to where to where these guys. I mean, when you're getting Chris Olave in the tenth round yeah. or something like that, you get a thousand. Him and Garrett Wilson Garrett late, Wilson. and they're both cheap as hell. <laughs> get a thousand. Give me a thousand yard receiver anytime later, and you know, especially my hero or zero RB builds. Um, I love that. Uh, all right, so we you you uh, one baseball question. Okay. You mentioned you met. We talked about productive struggle at the beginning, so oh. I'm not going to get into outlook. You know, with spring training, you know, happening right after the Super Bowl. But uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one thing: the the We Are Family 1979 World Series uh, Champions have something in common with Familia FFB because I always close out the show with uh, Todos Somos Familia, which in Spanish is Spanish for We Are Family. So, oh yes. Oh, my I favorite cap. cap. And you got I, uh, the stars on either side of the P. There you yep, go. I got it. I don't have the full, you know, the stars all the way around, but I, I do have do have two little stars there, the the, uh, the pillbox cap here. <laughs> so, uh one one interesting one interesting footnote about uh the guy who started that Pops Willie Pop Stargell. He is the only player in Dodger Stadium history to hit the ball out of the stadium twice. And he was a visiting player. So, and he was the first one and the only one, the only other guys have been Giancarlo Stanton, Mike Piazza, Mark McGuire. So just, I mean, I mean, that's. That's a shot <laughs> to hit out of Dodger Stadium. <laughs> that is, that just tells you that, that how, how incredible that is. But who is your guy growing up? Oh, well, it's, it's kind of lean years when I was growing up with the Pirates. So I, because like the 91, 92 teams were, I was kind of like before my time a little bit. I was like six or seven years old. I was just starting baseball. So I, I didn't really have many great teams there. But I'd say the 97 team, this is how sad the Pirates are. It wasn't even a winning record team. It was the, they were called the Freak Show. They, uh, it was uh. just a bunch of rookies and a bunch of veterans, you know, mashed together. That was, uh, you know, when Jason Kendall was, you know, becoming a thing for the Pirates. So that was the t- kind of the team that got me hooked on baseball. And I stuck with them for so many years. Uh, it, a lot of lean years there, especially through the early 2000s. But yeah, that, that was the team that kind of got me hooked into baseball. <laughs> uh, Jason Kendall, great player, great fantasy player, because a catcher who could yes. steal bases. That was and- gold. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, that's that's even better than Lamar Jackson rushing for thirty or a thousand yards. I'll t- give me that all day. Yes, oh uh, yeah, catchers of steel. Give it, give it to me all day. Last one, fun one. I close it out with uh, always a fun Mexican food question. Favorite tacos, Mexican food. What uh, what do you got for me in, in your oh. neck of the woods? Well, I'm in I'm in Central Pennsylvania, so yeah. they're very limited options, but. Uh, there, there's a couple spots in central Pennsylvania here. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, Any favorite plant- dishes? Any favorite dishes that you have? Uh, I mean, I just like making the homemade tacos. That's that. I always get a bunch of ground beef every year. Uh, have a little, and I love uh, making my own tacos. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a traditional, like, uh, just give me the ground beef and uh, I'll ground up like mom's, mom's old uh, homemade tacos. That's uh <sighs> That's that's my go-to. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just uh, make them and eat them right then and there. It's just perfect perfection. Oh, oh, yeah. Now you got me hungry, so I'm glad. I'm glad oh, it's. I am uh, too. It's I'm glad it's my neck of the woods here. Yeah, dinner time, your neck of the woods. Late lunch time out here in California. <laughs> but mi amigo, 
you got so much stuff, cool stuff coming up. Uh, can you give us a preview on what's coming up on fantasypoints.com post Super Bowl? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, come check out fantasy points right now. We still have the super early bird. Got to get on that now. It's, uh, I think it's done on Super Bowl Sunday or maybe uh, the Monday after. So, running out of time. That's 30% off. Uh, so, we got all the bets up there. John will be posting his stuff. Uh, Graham will also be posting his bets. So, I, I would get in now. You can get some bets. Uh, I'm sure everybody wants to have a little bit of money on the game. And then, hey, it's the off season. I'll, I'll take a second to breathe, but I'll have. Coaching carousel, arc articles, uh, free agencies. Unbelievably, right around the corner. We're only about five weeks away from that. So the NFL season might be over on Sunday, but the next one is right around the corner always. So we'll have a bunch of – and we'll we'll start digging into the draft stuff. So, uh, yeah, get over uh, to fantasypoints.com and get that 30% now uh, while, it, while you can still get it for the next couple of days. And I tell you, the prospect guy from last year was one of my favorite things that I saw. It was just uh, just absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, Familia, yeah, get in there. Get in there. And if you don't get in on on by Monday, you're going to have to get – you're going to have to do the no, promo it's, code. It's like do the promo code with me. Or, or get the promo code with you. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Oh, mi amigo. So, everybody, Familia, please make sure you're following our amigo at Tom Brawley on Twitter. Uh, anywhere, anywhere, any, anything else you want to push? Anything else? Oh, you want good. To I'm all pushed out here. <laughs> oh man, we, I, we promoted enough. So thank you so much for, uh, you know, giving me a little time to talk some betting and a little, just talk the big game here. Haven't had uh, enough time, you know, two weeks to, you know, talk about this game. I'm about ready to watch it now. <laughs> Especially, yeah, exactly. You know, we get we get into that such a mode where we're talking about, uh, you know, 15, sixteen games, and then all of a sudden, they only have one to talk about. It's like we totally two weeks. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, to to our amigo Tom Brawley, muchas gracias. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us uh, in the chat uh, and who are watching. Everybody who's going to watch on the replay, muchas gracias for joining us. Also, please make sure you're going to. Uh, you're going to familiaffb.com. You get any, I'll put out some original content on there. Also go to, go to YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. Give us a little thumbs up, add to our subscription numbers, por favor. Really appreciate it. And also if you, but if you want to get it on the audio side, you can get it uh, at Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, which is going to assist to anchor for putting us out there. I am Jorge Martin at Jorge Martin 17. Thank you so much. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a great time. Get those bets in. Get your DFS lineups. Have a great time. Enjoy some guacamole. Enjoy some tacos. Enjoy every all, all the good stuff that happens in the Super Bowl. Because always, always remember, todos somos familia. Salud.